0: Thank you all again for being here tonight. Turn with us to 1 John chapter 2. That's where we're going to start. We're going to go to a whole bunch of different places tonight in the Word of God. 1 John chapter number 2. How many of you walked in here tonight? Walked in. And I noticed I didn't ask how you walked in. You just walked in. Now some of you had to think about it as you walked in. Some of you, you didn't even pay it any mind. You're just like, it's automatic. My eyes see that place. I want to go to that place. And it just seems that my body propels to that place. While other people, they're like, you know what? Mm, I got to think about it. Pick my right foot up and, you know, don't pick my left foot up yet. But it's not the hokey pokey. Put your right foot down and pick your left foot up and put your left foot down. And, you know, repeat until you get where you want to go and don't... uh, Fall too far to the left or to the right or, you know, down you're going to go. So oftentimes, you know, we'll, we think about our physical walk, but I want us to think tonight about our spiritual walk, specifically this subject tonight. Follow in his footsteps. Follow in his footsteps. Whose footsteps? Well, I'm glad you asked. Look with me. First John chapter two, verse number three. First John chapter two. Well, no. Let's just back up. We're going to start at verse 1 because I like verses 1 and 2, and I know you do too. So First John chapter 2, verse 1, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Can I ask you tonight, this isn't even the message, but it's right there for us to see in the verse. Aren't you glad? that when you stumble and slip and stray, that you have an advocate. And not just any old advocate, but you've got the King of kings and Lord of lords on your side. Verse 2, And He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Take that reformed doctrine. This idea that uh, some lives matter and that Jesus died for some? No. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. I told you, those two verses, we just wanted to throw them in. I like them. Verse 3, And hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. You say, well, what happens when I slip? You go back to verse number one and remember that you have an advocate. And if that's not good enough, then you go back a few more verses to 1 John 1 and verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Let me stop for a moment and say this. One of the greatest blessings of the Christian life is to be able to look at your life over time and see the work of God in and on your life. As God works to conform us to the image of his dear son, what a blessing it is as we look now and see that God is doing a work in our lives. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. Follow in his footsteps. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you tonight for the privilege and the opportunity to be here. Thank you for these dear ones who've come out. Lord, we think of the many that are unable to be with us tonight. Lord, we know that so many are uh, struggling with uh, different physical issues and uh, sickness. Some are traveling. And Lord, I pray that you would just uh, work in hearts and lives as only you can. Help us tonight as we look into your word to help us to follow you. And Lord, what a blessing it is. Uh, to be saved. What a blessing it is to know that you love us and that you care for us and that you'll lead us every step of the way. Help us to love you more. Help us to uh, follow you better. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. For you and I who are saved by grace through faith in Christ, we are to walk as Christ walked. We are to be conformed to his image through the power of the Holy Spirit. If we're going to truly be Christians. Now, there are a lot of people trying to, uh, uh, steal that word today. They, they use it and they don't necessarily know, uh, what the meaning of it is or they want to call themselves Christians. You, you understand as we read the word of God, when we see the word Christians, it says, and they were first called. Christians. That means that other people saw something in them. What did they see? Christ. If we're going to truly be Christians, if we're going to be conformed to his image, if we're going to be Christ-like, we ought ourselves also walk even as he walked. There's a song that we sing from time to time. We didn't sing it tonight. The words go like this, down in the valley or upon the mountain steep. Close beside my Savior would my soul ever keep. He will lead me safely in the path that He has trod up to where they gather on the hills of God. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus anywhere, everywhere, I would follow on. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus everywhere He leads me, I would follow on. The question for you tonight, the question for me tonight, is this. Are we finding our own path? Are we making our own footprints? Or are we looking to follow in Christ's footsteps? And if we don't know what and where they are, we cannot expect to know how to follow them. So I want us to consider some of Christ's footsteps to follow. I have seven. That's a good biblical number. Seven of them for you tonight. Turn to John chapter 13. John chapter number 13. John chapter 13. John chapter 13. And verse 13. The first footstep I want you to see tonight is this. Christ walked as a servant. Christ walked as a servant. John chapter 13, verse 13. Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say well, for so I am. What a statement. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. Would you agree with me tonight? There's none of us here this evening that are greater than Christ. Actually, let me just stop. It doesn't matter if you agree with that or not. It's the truth. None of us are greater than Christ. Whether you say yep or whether you say no, the truth remains None of us are greater than Christ. And since Christ walked as a servant, we should follow by walking as servants also. Yet yet far too many so-called Christians expect to be continually served when instead we should be content to follow in the footsteps of service. What a great blessing it is to have the privilege and the opportunity to be involved in the service of the Lord. Now let me tell you tonight, it does not matter what the Lord uses you for in His service. All the jobs are big jobs. Whether you do the job that nobody sees or you do the job that everybody sees, it's a thrill, it's a privilege to have the opportunity to serve the Lord. And I'm here to tell you tonight... I. I, I rejoice in the fact that the Lord uh, has given us uh, the privilege to be involved in the way that we are involved. There, what a joy that it was, not just to have a front row seat, but be the one to do the drowning last week as we, as we drowned a couple of, I mean baptized a, a couple of folks. What a thrill that, that what a thrill it is to be able to take the Word of God and look at one who needs to be saved and lead them to the saving knowledge of Christ. I can't save them, but I can direct them to the one who can save them. What a joy that it is to just have the opportunity to do that. And you say, well, I never get to do that. What a joy that it is to be able to, mm, you know, pick up a piece of paper off the floor that's not supposed to be there to straighten something up or to mm, make cookies for the fellowship on Wednesday night. (laughs) Did you feel it? I, I felt the wind of God blow on that one. Brother Richard needs a trumpet. He's going to play it right there. Absolutely. Sometimes you and I, when we think about serving the Lord, we often get ourselves in a mess by, by saying, well, Lord, I want to serve in those visible spots. But you realize it doesn't matter what you do, where you do it for the Lord. He sees it all. It's all visible to his eyes. And as you would say, well, preacher, you're the one that gets to stand up there and open the Word of God. I know and I love it. What a thrill. What a joy. What a privilege open the Word of God and to be able to share with you what the Lord has given us that, uh, to, to help you along the way, to help me along the way. What a joy that that is. But you know, and I have to tell you tonight, even if that was not my place, I'd still find something to do to serve the Lord. Why? Because He's worthy of our service. And He served, we ought to serve. One of the greatest opportunities for service that we often miss or we often look at less than the huge privilege that it is, is the privilege to lift another up in prayer. You understand tonight the ministry of prayer, the ministry of encouragement, how vital that is for the cause of Christ? You know, I remember when I was in the Army, and you know that we're in a war right yeah. this This is not a game that we 're playing. we are in a spiritual war of ultimate uh, proportions here and of great consequence here and I remember when I was in the Army and uh uh never forget it. It was on my birthday. How could I forget it? We had a 25-mile force road march in full load gear, which meant I had 75 pounds of gear on my back, fully dressed, you know, and all that, carrying my weapon, helmet on, all that stuff, canteens. And here we go. We're going to go for, and I didn't say walk. I didn't say stroll. It was a force road march, which meant you jogged most of the time it does not take very long and you all of a sudden start to get weary and my goodness what a blessing it was to have a fellow on this side of me as we were going along that as i'd get tired he'd say hey come on now keep up keep up won't be long we'll be through this you know and and and, and but you know what all right i can keep going a little bit more and then we're going a little bit more and i noticed that he's struggling he says, hey come on now come on you Now, y'all bear with me tonight, this little army term for you here tonight. Come on now, you don't want to ride the weenie wagon, come on, let's go, we can make it. You say, what's a weenie wagon? That's where the people who fell out from the march, they got on the back of this deuce and a half, and the deuce and a half drove right in front of the whole unit, and they had to sit there and watch us march the whole time. And we had to march uh, March watching them the whole time. But I'll tell you, that was an encouragement too, because it was like, man, there ain't no way I'm gonna wipe out and ride on that thing. <laughs> the last time Brother Hamblin was here, him and I were talking, and uh, and I was kinda of telling him this story, and he still laughs at it to this day, I say, you know, don't, don't, don't ride the weenie way. <laughs> you know, that just meant you fell out of the race. Hey, can I, can I encourage you tonight? This life's difficult. We have troubles. We have struggles. We have trials. Don't fall out, by the way. If I can encourage you tonight, you hang in there. You keep on for the Lord. God loves you. He has a purpose for what you're going through in your life right now. It's either to make you better or to help others be better. I'm here to tell you tonight, if the Lord allows you to go through it and you're one of His children, there is a reason for it. You're just going to have to trust him. Yeah. But be willing to serve. But this matter of prayer and encouragement, what a blessing uh, that it is. I, I uh, uh, sent a, a text message to a fellow uh, the other day, and he'd come back, and he, his reply was, well, actually, he texted me first, and you know the fellow. It was Dr. Hilton Biddle. So he texted me first and he said I was putting on uh, putting on my cufflinks today and they're Air Force Cufflinks. I was in the army. But my dad was in the Air Force and he said, I was putting on my cufflinks today. He said, and I was thinking about you. And I wrote him back and I said, Doc, I said, you know, I just will you know, I appreciate that so much. I'm praying for you. I said, uh, uh brother Lot and I had a warm discussion about you. You can look at my phone, this is what it says. I had a warm discussion about you the other night. I said, We sure do love you. And he wrote back, and this is what he said. That encourages me. That was it. Just a simple statement. See, encouragement, it doesn't cost a lot. But as the Lord moves on your heart to be a help to someone, just do it. Just do it. Be an encouragement. Lift them in prayer. I'm here to tell you tonight, you'll never be an encouragement to one you never pray for. You say, preacher, I struggle with bitterness. Pray for that person. Pray for the person that you have bitterness against well preacher th- these these over here, and this is not going my way, pray for that situation and let God work I- in your heart. Amen. This idea of service, so many like well i'm going to you know be a part of the church, and they're just going to uh, use me up until I got no more to give, and then they're going to have nothing more to do with it wrong, 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 wrong. We want you to come, we want you to be. Filled with the Lord. We want you to be following the Lord. We want you to be fervent for the Lord. But we also don't need you to fall out by the way. I don't want to wipe anybody out. And often that happens just by pushing people beyond their means to do. We don't want to do that either. But we ought to serve the Lord. Instead of looking to be served all the time. Number two. Turn to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter nine. I went the wrong way, Miss Jean. Must have been your fault. The message good. from last week. It's all your fault. Luke chapter number nine toward the end of the chapter. So be better to ch- turn to Luke chapter 10 and just look back a couple of verses. Luke chapter number nine, verse 57. So the first one, Uh, The first uh, footstep is Christ walked as a servant. The second one tonight is Christ walked sacrificially. Christ walked sacrificially. Luke chapter 9, verse 57. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Jesus said unto him, okay, great. Come on, let's go. No, it doesn't say that. Okay, let's look at verse 58. Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Countless people. You notice this guy's name is never mentioned. It says a certain man. You know what that means? You and I, we could just put our name right in there. It fits. Because... Uh, countless people have said they would follow Christ anywhere, but then they found out it would cost them something. Possibly they found out it would cost them everything and all of a sudden they changed their mind and they bail out. Notice, Jesus did not tell this man that he could not follow him. Jesus simply told the man what it may cost for him to follow him. So that leads us to a question. What are you willing to give up to follow Christ. Is there something? Is there anything? Or is it everything? And God knows the answer. I'm not asking you to tell me, I'm just asking you to be honest with the Lord. Footsteps. There's the footsteps of service. There's the footsteps of sacrifice. And turn with me to Matthew twenty six. Let's go the correct direction this time, Miss Jean. Matthew chapter twenty six matthew chapter twenty six and verse forty two matthew twenty six forty two the third footstep tonight Christ walked submissively well he walked as a servant and he uh, walked sacrificially and I want you to see he walked submissively matthew twenty six verse forty two he went away again the second time and prayed saying, "O oh, my father." If this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. When it comes to the plan of God, when it comes to the path of God, do we submit to the Lord, humbly understanding and trusting that His way is the best, or do we spend our time demanding our will and our wants? Jesus went in prayer and said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. He didn't sit there and argue. He didn't sit there and debate. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. We ought to come to that place of submission in our lives. Instead of stiffening against the will of God when God is leading us in a certain way, instead of arguing with the Lord about what it is that He has for us in our life, why not just submit to His will? Remember, He is a loving Father. Footsteps, service, sacrifice, submission. Turn back to Luke chapter number two. Luke chapter number two. Let me give you the fourth footstep. Luke chapter two verse forty nine. Christ walked as a steward. Christ walked as a steward. Luke chapter two and verse forty nine. Luke chapter two. Now you know, and we don't have the time to go back and catch all of the backstory, but here is where uh, uh, Joseph and Mary are on their way. Uh, they, they um, you know, it's a lack of communication here. Joseph thinks that Jesus is with Mary and Mary thinks that Jesus is with Joseph and the truth be told, Jesus is not with either one of them. And so they spend all this time now frantically searching for Jesus. They lost Jesus. I mean, just think about that for a moment, you know. They lost him. Three days went by they find Him. Where is He? He's in the temple. They were amazed. Verse 49, He said unto them, How is it that ye sought Me? Wist ye ye not that I must be about My Father's business? See, Jesus had a job to do. Jesus had a purpose to fulfill. And Jesus was found faithful to it and busy doing it. His business was the Father's business. He was faithful to make sure that the Father's business took priority over everything else. And this is the seek ye first mentality. This is where you and I have to ask ourselves what or who takes priority in our lives. Now there's a whole lot of people that have priorities in their life and I'm not here tonight to tell you that your family is a wrong priority or that your work is a wrong priority or that your friends are a wrong priority or that other. But if it comes before God, it's in the wrong place. It's in the wrong place. Well, preacher, but but you don't understand. We're having some family difficulty right now, so it's better that we stay away from church than come to church. What? Well, I have to put my family first. No, you're not. Because if you were truly putting your family first, you'd put God first and He'd make everything else fall into place. Christ walked as a steward. How do you manage your time? How do you manage your talent? How do you manage your treasure? Every time I come across that talent one, I have to stop and say, you know, there are all these contests shows uh, on television anymore. Uh, who's going to be the best singer and who's going to be the best this and who's going to be the best that. But when it comes to those singing ones, it always frustrates me because every season they always have a, a group of them that, that will come through. There'll be a bunch, definitely more than one. And this is what they'll say. Well, they'll, they'll be asked, how did you get here? Well, I was raised in church and I sang in the choir, but now I'm looking to broaden my horizons and expand my reach and and fulfill my dream. So God gave you the talent and you're going to throw it away on the things of this world and then wonder why your life's a wreck. Well, friends, that hits us too. What is it that we put as a priority? What priority do we give our time our talent our treasure do we do we give priority to god or does everything else come first and like we said this morning does god is he left with the leftovers see it all comes from him now i want you to think about this all the blessings you notice they're called blessings daily he loadeth us with benefits not the ones you see right now on tv about your medicare part b d <laughs> whatever that is it says daily he loadeth us with benefits it talks about the blessings of the Lord don't fail there's a reason that they're called that it's because God gives us these things as gifts they belong to him he gives them to us And there's an expectation that we're going to manage those things wisely. And often, the case is we just get our priorities a little bit mixed up. It brings us to a question, are you wasting what he's given? Footsteps, service, sacrifice, submission, stewardship. Turn to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. You say, preacher, does it matter? Yes, it matters. It matters a lot. Because you say, I want to follow the Lord and I want to be uh, fruitful and successful and prosperous and, or profitable in my Christian life. Well, then, friend, you're going to have to follow the Lord. So that means you're going to have to know where He walked and how He walked. You're going to have to walk that way too. You say, well, I don't feel like walking that way. Well, fine, don't. Don't. You understand tonight, I can't force you. And I don't want to force you. There's some I'd like well anyway. Understand, friends, we still have this thing called individual soul liberty. You know what that means? That means that I'm free to do the things that I choose to do, and I'm going to answer. To God for the things that I do. But I don't have to look to be controlled by somebody else other than God. Individual soul liberty. We have that. But that doesn't give you the right to use that liberty as a, as it says in one place, as a cloak of maliciousness. You use that liberty to run off however you want. Hey, think about this. Um, Brother Gary's not here tonight, so I can't pick on him, but uh, maybe he's watching. So if you're watching, Brother Gary, I'm picking on you right now. Brother Gary was in the Navy. And amen for that. Thankful for his service in the Navy. But one of the things about being in the Navy that I understand, I was not in the Navy. I was in the Army because I like dry grout. And, uh, and that's why I wasn't in the Air Force because I like the ground. And to those of you who flew that, great, good for you, I'll stay right here firmly planted on the earth. And uh, so in the Navy, you know, they're out at sea for a long time and then they'll come into port. When they come into port, uh, often they're given this time off and it's called liberty, And so they get this time of liberty, but they're not free to do whatever they want. Wait, they are still property of the United States government. They're still in the military. They still have responsibilities, so they have to wisely use that liberty under the You would say guidelines that have been given to them. It's the same for you and me that are in this mm, war for the Lord. We are Christian soldiers. And as we have liberty in this life, we're not to just squander our life on the things that the fools are doing. We're supposed to be wise and we're supposed to steward what the Lord has helped us to have. All right, let's move on to number five. John fifteen. Did you turn there? Yes. Verse eighteen. I want to go back to the steward one for a little bit, but uh, we'll we'll walk on. Number five. Christ walked in separation. Christ walked in separation. You know, a, a good steward will separate themselves from certain things simply because they are a wise steward of the things that they're holding on to. I don't need to go there. I don't need to do that. Christ walked in separation. John 15, verse 18. If the world hate you, isn't it amazing that Christians want to be loved by the world today? If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. I'm not saying we ought to go around tonight and give everybody a reason to, to, to hate us. But as we follow the Lord and the world's not, there's going to be some conflict there. Verse 19, If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. That verse right there, is why I take exception or or I watch with caution uh, some of these so-called Christian celebrities. Because when the lost world runs after them, instead of distances from them. Why? Because if they were truly following Christ, at some point, that message of Christ is going to offend those that are lost. It's going to bristle against those who are lost. And yet you have all these and they're out there and they're making their millions of dollars a year all under the guise of I'm a Christian and yet nothing about it looks Christian, nothing about it sounds Christian. The following they have certainly isn't. You better stop and take a closer look. Again, I'm not speaking bad about anybody tonight. I'm just saying, look, if we're going to follow Christ and those who do follow Christ, they're going to walk in separation. Are you in love with worldly things? Is the world in love with you? That ought not be so. We're to be separate unto God. Second Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17, the Apostle Paul says, Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Yet far too many Christians have hands and heads and hearts and homes full of unclean things. That's not going to help you walk in Christ's footsteps. That's going to lead you to possibly... Fatal consequences. Because the wages of sin still remains death. Friends, get away from the bad things and abide in the blessings of God. Footsteps, service, sacrifice, submission, stewardship, separation. Turn back to Matthew 15. Matthew 15. Say, preacher, how come you didn't put these in order? I didn't want to. Matthew chapter fifteen, verse thirty two. Matthew chapter fifteen verse thirty two. Now, notice we're to be good stewards. We're, we're, to, we're to be people of service. We're to be people of submission. Uh, we're to be good stewards. Uh, we're to be sacrificial for the Lord. We're to be separated. But that does not give us the right to be selfish. Christ walked selflessly. He walked selflessly. That's footstep number 6. Matthew 15, verse 32. Then Jesus called His disciples unto Him and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with Me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. Now you would know here that uh, we're talking about another feeding. It says uh, there in verse 38, And they that did eat were 4,000 men beside women and children. Jesus didn't owe these people anything. He had spent days now, as we come to this point, teaching and helping and healing the multitudes. And still after that, he refused to send them away hungry. That's what I want you to see. He accepted the temporary inconvenience to himself to continue to assist tenderly. You said, but preacher, I'm not able to do that. I am so glad you said that. Because we have to stop relying on our own self and our own strength Strength. to live this life. If we're going to walk in the footsteps of Christ, we're going to have to constantly be filled with His Spirit. We're going to have to have His strength and His comfort and His peace. We're going to need it. We can't do it on our own. See, God will provide the strength to give and God will provide the means to give. If you'll follow Him instead of focusing on your lack and your limits. Jesus said, we can't send these people away. The disciples, what do you mean we can't send them away? We don't have enough food. We don't have enough money. How in the world, Jesus? I imagine that's how they're doing it. It's my imagination. You leave me alone. I can imagine Peter over there, you know, just steam coming out of his ears. that was Peter. Perhaps Matthew, you know, a little more analytical, the tax collector going over there, well, let's see, we got this much money and bread costs this much right now. And maybe if we get a bulk deal, we can get it for this, you know, it's over there on his little abacus doing his thing. Well, you didn't think they had Texas Instruments back then, do you? (laughs) And all the, Thomas is over there, well, ain't going to work anyway. I'm just go to the house, you know. You think all the disciples and all the time that they had walked with Jesus and yet they still had doubts. They still struggled with how is this going to get done. They still focused on the lack. They still focused on the limits. And instead they should have just focused on the Lord why because this question is anything too hard for the lord no not at all where god guides god provides Amen. you think about that tonight he led the children of israel out of egypt out of bondage and he led them where he led them right to the uh to the city park in the best town in the land no where did he lead them to the wilderness And what did they do? They focused on their lack. They focused on their limits. What was God trying to help them see? That if they'd focus on Him, that He'd lead them through. And yet they still missed it over and over and over again. And I'm afraid, friends, that we do the same thing. Well, preacher, sure I don't know how I'm gonna be able, you know, to with the with the way the economy is. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to keep giving, you know, my my tithes, my offerings. I, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to keep supporting, you know, the missions program. I don't know how I'm gonna be able. Gas is expensive. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to. It's a, that's a pretty bad one to put in right now because it's, now it's down under three dollars again, uh, but which is which is good. I was thinking it wasn't that long ago that it was almost this much. Have you stopped recently to thank the Lord that it's not this much yeah. right now? You say, "Yeah," but our country says, "Stop! Just thank God for the blessings yeah. and keep trusting Him for the blessings." And oftentimes, that's what we we all oh, why we we become such pessimists. It can't be done, preacher. It can't be. You just know, you know. You, we we all get together. That's what. Well, can't do that. God say that? I am th- so thankful to tell you tonight that God's economy is independent from the world's economy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You say, ooh, preacher, I need to get involved in cryptocurrency. No, friend, you need to get involved in Christo currency. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he owns the hills that the cattle are on so let's just have a barbecue. I just want you to know you know there's this big thing now about you know you're supposed to eat plant-based. Your diet is supposed to be plant-based. My diet is plant-based. The animals eat the plants and I eat them. It's so, all right. Just, that was free just helping you out Christ walked selflessly. Many spend their time saying, I've done enough, instead of asking God to strengthen and supply them to do some more. Well, God, that's enough. No, no, you don't don't tell God that's enough. You let God just continue to lead. He'll let you know when that's enough. You just keep trusting Him. Trust me, this is something that I have to work on myself every single day. God, can I trust you? Uh, Why am I still asking that question? He's proven over and over and over and over that He's always trustworthy. Then why do I still doubt? Lord help my unbelief. Service, sacrifice, submission, stewardship, separation, selflessness. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I give you the last one. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The end of the chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. Here's footstep number 7. Those are all good footsteps. And those are all footsteps that we need to continually make. But you're going to have to have this one as well. Christ walked steadfastly. Christ walked steadfastly. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Can I tell you tonight, it is worth it to keep trusting God. It is worth it to keep following God. It is worth it to keep walking with God. It's worth it to keep living for God. It's worth it to go on for God. It's not in vain. And I didn't say it. God did. God said it. It's not in vain. But we live in a day when people are so easily moved we are watching this just wholesale shift in our world today looking for the easier. I'll just go over here for a while. I'll just stand over here. Nope, I don't like this one very much. Let me let me go over here and stand here. No, how about you just stand on the solid rock of Christ and don't move? Christ was steadfast to and through the cross. You realize he went to that cross, allowed himself to be nailed to that cruel tree. That crown of thorns to be pounded onto his head for him to be beaten and mocked and stripped and his beard ripped off. And he went through all of that and he didn't say a word. Why? Love. Love. He was sacrificial in his life. He was selfless in his life he was serving the father with his life he was a good steward of what was uh, given to him in his life he was separate unto god with his life he endured the cross he suffered the pain he suffered the shame and he cried it is finished and it was worth it if he had refused to serve refuse to sacrifice, refuse to submit, refuse to be a steward, refuse to separate, refuse to be selfless, he would have never been steadfast. And I'm here to tell you tonight, our labor in the Lord is not in vain either. Either. You say, preacher, nobody sees me. God does. And that's who we serve. And that's why we serve. For him. To God be the glory. Let me encourage you tonight. Don't quit. Walk on in His footsteps. 1 John 2, 6 again. He that saith he abideth in Him ought himself also so to walk even as He walked. Yes. The footprints of Christ. I give you another song reference and we'll close. This, the words of this song. Sweetly Lord, we have heard Thee calling come, follow me. And we see where thy footprints falling lead us to thee. Footprints of Jesus that make the pathway glow, we will follow the steps of Jesus where'er they go. How's your walk tonight, friends? Who are you following this evening? Our heads are bowed. We'll pray.